Yo, what is up? This is Derek with SuperfoodSyndicates.com. This is the Superfood Syndicate Podcast. Um, we are doing our best to get back on track. So when I say get back on track, that means as coaches. Okay? In this podcast, you're going to learn about a little bit behind the scenes of what happens with uh, Sharice and I, producing content, being coaches, running our business in the Barrett community, um, and we're going to answer Q&As. So last week, we uh, put up a Q&A post. We had two questions, and we had a few other Inquiry. I wouldn't call them for QA, but they were like inquiry people reaching out, basically wanting, um, you know, assistance, you know, advice, stuff like that. We are going to cover those uh, during the weekly accountability meeting, which is coming back uh, this weekend. But I'm going to answer the QAs um, now. Um, I got to be on the clock at work in 45 minutes, so I'm going to try to knock this out in 30. Uh, first thing first, we are going to, I'm, I'm going to talk about, um, first of all, I'm driving for the next few minutes, so uh, we're going to talk about our sponsor, and I'm going to promote our website, our website, of course, superfoodsyndicate.com. Go there, that's where Sharice's ebooks are can be found uh, in our web store on superfoodsyndicate.com. Sharice is a certified bariatric nutritionist, that is certified bariatric nutritionist through Precision Nutrition. She's also a certified fitness nutritionist through the National Academy of Sports Medicine, two very accredited certifications. Go check them out, you can find them, you can search her name, uh, send us a DM and we can provide the credentials you need to see. Um, my name is Derek, of course. And the, those of you who don't know me or you're, or you're hearing me for the first time. <clears throat> I had uh, R&Y, weight loss surgery in 2014. I started my journey at 400 pounds. Um, you know, like every 400-pound middle-aged person, I was on death's door. Every single time I turned around, I was getting staph infections. Um, when I was dealing with my obesity, I was probably in the hospital a good, well, probably a week and a half every year, you know, which is pretty much the average. You know, I think for two or three years straight, I was like, eh, you know, about every once a year collectively or straight stance I would spend you know seven to nine days seven, seven to ten days uh, committed or not committed <laughs> yeah committed to the crazy house admitted to the hospital for various things uh, a few times was MRSA staph infections the other times were blood clots in my lungs um, and when it comes to this really Looking back, I'm lucky I'm fucking alive, period. There's absolutely zero reason I should be alive. I have battled MRSA three times, 
one MRSA three times. Um, I had MRSA again after weight loss surgery, um, but that's my pre-surgery situation with the MRSA. MRSA is very, very deadly infection. Um, I've actually had a family member, a cousin of mine, who had back surgery and the MRSA MRSA, feel free to research it, um, got into her back and it killed her. Very sad situation. And with those blood clots, that ain't nothing to fuck with because those blood clots that were in my lungs back in 2012, I think it was, um, were infected with MRSA. So septic pulmonary embolisms, um, no reason to be alive. You know, the situation with those septic pulmonary embolisms is I, um, we woke up, see, back then me and Sharice were avid World of Warcraft players, so we sat in, uh, my apartment, very small apartment back then, it was just me, Sharice, and my son, Derek, um, and we, I woke up with severe pain in my armpit, and I really didn't take, I really didn't think about it then, I was like, well, you know, what is it? Could be something simple. You know, maybe it's just sore muscle or whatever. Um, I could barely breathe. I couldn't put two and two together. But um, back in that day, we lived in a very a bad area. I'm going to say a bad area because we really didn't have any service when we were there. Um, it was hard to make phone calls out. Um, and so call 911 and you know you call 911 and it wasn't going through it wasn't going through back then we had you know simple phones we don't have the iPhone 11s like we do now we had simple phones back then um, and so we didn't call 911 we woke up the next morning I was still a little bit sore in my armpit so I'm like let's just go to let's just go to the uh, clinic down the street and see what it is we were in the clinic, they're like, you know what, Derek, get your ass to the emergency room. It's like, okay, didn't think anything of it, went and got x-rays, and boom, dude, you got 16 blood clots in your lungs, you're being admitted. I freaked out. I didn't know what a blood clot was. But enough about me. Let's talk about, let's talk about the, the Q&A. Let's, let's talk about the behind the scenes. Let's talk about why we've taken such a long content break. Let's talk about life. We're going to talk about what the coronavirus, how the coronavirus has impacted um, our family. Very interesting. And I won't only talk about it because of how I feel people can learn from it and people can be inspired by it. It's the only reason I'm bringing it up. So give me a minute of your time. Feel free to listen. Um, we'll get to the Q&As at the end of the podcast. Answer some questions. Saturday, it's Tuesday. Tuesday. So, uh, as a content creator, look at it this way: everybody on Facebook is a content creator. If you're posting pictures, if you're making posts to your personal page, so and so is geared up, ready for summer. So and so is tired of quarantine, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We are all content creators. Some of us have bigger following. 
Some of us do it for a living. So, the coronavirus, to me and Charisse, in a as of right now, is a reset, a life reset. And it should be you. You should be able, you should use it as a life reset as well. What I mean by that is what were you doing before this shit went down? Are you happy? You know? I'm, I was happy. Fuck yeah, I was happy. Business was good. You know, we were growing. We were growing at an exponential rate. Our following was growing like five to 600 followers a month, which is good for a content creator. That's actually really good. No shame in my game. So, why am I optimistic about this reset? Think about it. All right, we, me and Sharice spent the last five weeks, one, arguing for probably some of the biggest, scariest arguments we've ever had, we've ever had to endure as a couple. Um, you know, after a certain amount of time, they stopped because we realized what was getting ready to happen. We realized what the coronavirus impact is doing to our marriage and our business and our family. And we flipped it around and we are starting to use it as a re, like I said, a reset. So we've spent the past five weeks now going on six weeks, reassessing our life, reassessing our, our business, reassessing how we provide as coaches. And so basically what we're doing and why we've had such a long content break is because we are, we're hunkering down and getting ready to explode into something that we never thought was imaginable, never thought was achievable, never thought was possible. A different view, same goals, definitely same goals, different plans, different mindset, more hungrier than ever. I know personally, as a man, as a human being, how I look at life is completely different. Before, I wouldn't say I was really cold, but I only cared about a few things, which is my family, um, my personal happiness, and it's different now. Over the past uh, five weeks, I went and mended almost every single I guess every single what would I call it every single problem I had with any of my friends or people I know I put I've, I've forgiven people who shouldn't be forgiven um, I'm loving deeper I'm more patient with my children especially Derek Derek's hard Derek is really hard parent because he is very um, troubled 
young man, you know, he's 14 years old and he has what's known as oppositional defiance disorder. For those of you who don't know what oppositional defiance disorder is, it basically is say your child, let's say your child has oppositional defiance disorder. And what that is, is they say they do something wrong and it's probably like the worst shit you can think of. Like, I can't believe you would do that. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to whoop your butt or I'm going to ground you. Oppositional defiance disorder is they don't realize how bad it is. And you'll smile. It's hard to reprimand a child who maybe, you know, breaks your phone or, um, lets the dog out of the house, you know, so the dog can run through the neighborhood or, you know, breaks something valuable and turns around and you and smiles and laughs and they don't realize what they're doing. So that's really difficult and it's getting better, but still nonetheless, I'm more patient. So this reset has caused me to become a better father. It's caused me to become a better uh, husband. I love much deeper than I have in my entire life with Sharice. So, you know, you can, it, it comes down to this. You can go two directions with this, this coronavirus. And I've said, and I'm, st I've studied comments and I've read so many comments in the past, um, month and a half about what's going on in everybody's lives. Cause I'm, I'm a researcher. I, I really, really like go through comments in our groups and on our page to try to decipher exactly what what's on everybody's mind so I can try to figure out the best course of action to help them or become a better coach. And one thing I found is a lot of people are just waiting for it to go back to normal. It meaning life, it meaning the coronavirus. I you know I'm and I'm gonna say the same thing that every content creator out there is saying and that is it will not go back to normal for a long time. And Again, what is the normal? What is normal to you? Did normal even work? Before this, like I said, were you happy? Everything happens for a reason, friends. Okay? Use this to bring change to your life. A positive, productive change. And I think that means, Sharice, are to the end of our quote-unquote reset this weekend we're coming back we're going to do accountability meeting this weekend we're going to dump content to bariatric premium we're going to be dumping content onto our page and into bariatric food porn um so keep an eye out for it let's get on to the q a we have two questions i'm going to go over real quick um first one was um best exercises to maximize 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 <laughs> maximize weight loss after surgery um very uh, great question kind of so such an easy question it gets becomes kind of complex to answer it um, and the second question is how to achieve that workout high that everybody talks about was a question um, again which is the one I'm going to talk about first because it's a simple answer um, so the workout high that the uh, lady was um, talking about was what happens when you start building endorphins in your brain, of course, endorphins being 
the chemical that's in your brain that's responsible for, um, you know, reward and um, the happy feeling. You feel good. Makes you feel happy, you know. Very easily achievable, okay? And it comes down to one thing. Your relationship with fitness. If you have a mindset of going to the gym or getting exercise and it being work, then you're not going to achieve that high. We in Sharice look at quote unquote working out as training. It's not working out, it's training because nobody likes to work. At some point, you need to adapt yourself to enjoying the discomfort of having to pick up something heavy or having to work through something that's difficult, meaning like cardio. Nobody likes fucking cardio. I love cardio. I like the idea of being able to move. Like I said, seven years ago, I couldn't move. Seven years ago, I was 400 pounds. Seven years ago, I could barely get through like one to two minutes of cardio and I would have to take like a, you know, five minute break. That's just how it was. You know, at least I was trying, but again, so to answer that question, yes, the workout high is achieved through reward. Get out, take what you could not do and try something new. Try putting up straight 15 minutes of cardio. If you can get through 15 minutes of cardio, more cardio than you've ever done before, you will have that high at the end of that workout. If you go and say pick up uh, a 90 pound barbell or a 70 pound barbell, could you do that before? No. Put yourself to the test. You'd be amazed what you can what you can achieve when it comes to exercise and fitness post weight loss surgery. First, you know, I'll give you I'll give you an example other than the fact that being able to complete nearly 90 minutes of cardio straight. Uh, my first pull-up after weight loss surgery seriously had a fitness boner. It was great. That high happened. Now in life, when it comes to my fitness, I have that high before I even walk in the gym. Like I said, it comes down to your relationship. So if you don't like working out or you don't like having to work out or whatever you want to call it, you need to change your perspective on it. That's why I'm so fucking critical of Dr. Vong. He only covers fitness from the perspective of the negative part of having to deal with having to work out or having to um, deal with the dangers of being in the gym, which is not true. You're not going to deal with getting some foot disease wear fucking shoes that easy done um i don't and it will maximize it will help with when we're going into the next q a it will help with your maximizing your weight loss surgery one thing that i'm concerned about when it comes to dr vong is he's had this phenomenal growth this dude has like had like 250,000 new subscribers on his youtube only because he's peddling fear you know, when the coronavirus started and he started making coronavirus content, he's a doctor, you know, he's a surgeon, whatever, and people gravitate to that. And he used it. But now he's going to use that 
coronavirus fear to spread bullshit stories to his followers and he's not going to come down to the nitty-gritty of what the actual fact is or the science behind being in a gym and not contracting a virus i can tell you right now sharice is a manager of a gym here in salt lake the steps that they're taking to ensure the safety of their members are incredible and i guarantee gyms all over the planet are doing the same thing so if he, if he starts putting out bullshit about oh, you're gonna get the coronavirus if you go to the gym he's full of shit do what you have to to protect yourself and protect and to stay safe and you won't get it at the gym all right wipe down your equipment wear a mask wash your hands all right do all that get in there put up as much difficulty as you can and at the end of that difficult workout or that difficult training there's that high so hopefully that answered that question hopefully that person listens to the podcast um if not hopefully you can use it we're going to talk about the best exercises to maximize your weight loss surgery first things first if you are not eating like you're supposed to you're not going to maximize shit don't expect to go into the gym and make progress when you are not eating what you should be eating. Meaning, sorry, trying to do a few things. Meaning, your body, the way your body reacts, or the way your body burns fat is and it really has nothing to do with calories consumed versus calories burned. Your resting metabolic rate, which is basically what you, calories you burn by just being awake, or not, not being awake, but the way your body burns calories when you're at rest, meaning blinking, meaning sitting down, meaning um, laying in your bed, breathing, you know, yawning, stretching, your body burns calories doing that. And it's normal and it happens every day. You can fit, you can find out what your resting metabolic rate is. Send a message to Sharice, Sharice Peterson. She's the admin of bariatric food point and recipe. She is the admin of bariatric of the page. Send her a message and I'm sure she'll help you. Okay. That's just your resting metabolic rate. As a 45-year-old man, 45-year-old active man, my resting metabolic rate is about 1,400 calories a day. That's me not doing shit. That's me sitting on my ass, talking, blinking, breathing. That's how much calories I am burning. Now, if I eat under that, that's when I'm going to burn calories. I mean, that's when, I, excuse me, that's when I'm going to burn fat. But you need to remember a few things. Number one. If you are not eating a certain amount of calories, meaning your body requires a certain amount of calories in order to operate correctly, in order to regulate your metabolism, you need a certain amount of calories, which differs from person to person. It all depends on who you are. I'm not going to get into the details behind it because it may become a little bit more complicated. But... 
if you are not getting those calories in, then your metabolism is driving. And what you're eating versus what you're eating, excuse me, what you're eating versus what you're burning don't mean shit. So, again, with that being said, it depends on you. It has everything to do with your weight, your gender, your age, your activity level. So, going and starving yourself, though, might sound like a great idea in order to lose fat. It's not going to, it, it, not only is it going to malnourish you, but it's also going to make it so you gain weight back. So remember that. So you got to make sure you're eating. Food is for fuel, period. If you're not eating certain types of foods, you are, you're not going to have a great fiery metabolism. All right. So high protein, period. If you're troubling with your food and you don't know what foods you should should not be eating, high protein, high meat protein. Okay, for those of you who are not vegans, meat, 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 chicken, fish. Um, I don't eat red beef, so I'm not going to advocate red beef, red meat. Um, <clears throat> but if that's what you eat, then eat it. Um, and the reason I say it's important to have a high protein diet is the more protein as a bariatric patient that you're consuming. Two things. One, it's getting your protein numbers up so you're able to retain the muscle mass that you have. So the more lean muscle mass you have in your body, the higher your metabolism is going to be. And like I said, metabolism is the key to fat loss. The higher metabolism, the more you can like burn fat well. So as a 45-year-old man, my, t my metabolism is... In the shitter. If I'm not eating like I should be eating, if I'm not staying active, my my metabolism is probably nil, zero. So yeah, first two weeks of the coronavirus, my metabolism went to shit. Three to four weeks after that, my metabolism wasn't great. I was eating what I should be eating, but I wasn't being active. Now we're in fifth, sixth week right now. Lots changing. I'm more active. Um, I'm less stressed. So metabolism is getting back up to where it should be. So remember, calories are important. So you take your resting metabolic rate. And this is another thing I'm going to bring up to Dr. Vong. He talked about when he was having an interview with one of his uh, little physician buddies at his clinic. And his physician buddy was talking about how he was on a Peloton and how he burned 300 calories on a Peloton, which is great. 300 calories is great. He, he did it for 30 minutes. 30, 300 calories in 30 minutes is great. Okay. So what the Supreme leader, Dr. Vaughn didn't mention was say, I'll use myself as an example, the 12 to 1400 calories that my resting metabolic rate is giving me is how much I'm burning. Just being alive coupled with say 300 calories burned from doing exercise on a peloton bike so that's 1500 calories 17 15 to 1700 calories that i burn that day so let's say i consumed 15 1600 calories that day which is ideal from a man my size a man my age a man my activity level that's 100 calories that I have below what I burned. 
That is how weight loss is done, all right? So to answer your question on the best ways to maximize your, I mean, the best exercise to maximize your weight loss is, are you even exercising? Okay, there's no programs that I can give you that's going to maximize your weight loss any better than actually moving. Now, if you want to get into the science behind what are the best exercises to help create more lean muscle mass, to help, um, you know, help with your cardiovascular conditioning, that's a whole different, that's a whole different podcast. It comes down to your activity level, you know, previous injuries endured. Um, and I'll get into it more. I have no problem doing that, but just get started. That's it. Walking. Walking is a great exercise. Walking uphill. Doing uh, walking for a certain amount of time and then jogging for another amount of time. Great exercise. Okay. Full body workouts are important. The reason I say full body workouts is because the higher you get your heart rate up, the more your body's going to become conditioned to burning more calories over a extended amount of time. Meaning, standing up, sitting down, standing up, sitting down, functional exercises. Functional exercises, of course, is functional fitness is everyday movements. So sitting up, laying down on the floor, standing up from laying on the floor, that's functional. Okay, well, you have the standing up, sitting up exercise. Add some weight. Put a kid in your arms. Put a gallon of water in your hands and do it. Okay, these are just warm-ups. These aren't programs that you should be doing. These are these are warm-ups that you should be doing every single day. When you can master your daily movements, some people, I can't even stand up and sit, sit down when I am not focusing on the mobility part aspect of my workouts because I'm, you know, like I said, I have really horrible SI joint injuries. Um, <clears throat> and that's just how the body is. That's just how your body reacts to your aging, any previous injuries, any muscular imbalances that you may have that you have created by being morbidly obese. So master your functional movements and that's when you start putting different programs together um, we have a lesson plan in bariatrica premium that teaches you how to build programs um, i believe we also have a video on youtube that teaches you but um, so to go back really quick through the questions that i have uh, put up here number one the workout high is easy very easy change your relationship with fitness Okay, try things you've never been able to do before. Best exercises to maximize your weight loss surgery. Number one, are you even exercising? Okay, start. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. You don't need to know. You don't need to know what you're doing. Just start. It's that simple. Full body workouts. Full body workouts. Simple. You can research on Google, send me a DM, send a email to uh, superfoodsyndicate at gmail.com and we'll, we'll help you out, all right? This is Derek with superfoodsyndicate.com. Um, 
please give us a great review on Podbean, iTunes, and Spotify. I would really, really appreciate it. Um, if you are listening to this um, podcast from our page or from Bariatric Food Point and Recipe, please share this in the Bariatric community. Please uh, introduce it to your Bariatric friends. We are here to help you. Um, the podcast is free. Though we do have a sponsor, um, they're not you know, they're not paying us, and the sponsor's us. So, I love you very much. You can find Sharice on Instagram at fitbeastress, F-I-T-B-E-A-S-T-R-E-S-S, at, uh, on Instagram. You can also find me, American.R-N-Y, or no, let me go back. Derek's Instagram is American dot made m-a-d-e dot r-n-y and that's on instagram i gotta get my ass into work uh how long has this podcast been we'll have to take a look-see look-see um 32 minutes so i love you very much get out exercise go to the gym peace